Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Championship team. The Reds' 2020 baseball season came to an end on Thursday afternoon as they lost to the Atlanta Braves 5 0, and in so doing, fall two games to none in the best of three National League wildcard series. As good as the Reds' pitching was in this wildcard series, and it was really good other than the bottom of the eighth on Thursday, the offense was non existent. They scored no runs in 22 innings. Highlights in a bit, but first some final thoughts on the game from the two guys who called it, Tommy Thrall and Jeff Brantley. Thanks, you had a tough one today as the Reds fall to the Braves 5 to nothing. Cowboy, let's start with the pitching because that was really the dominating theme and the positive of this Reds postseason. It was really good all the way up until the eighth inning when the Braves opened it up with a couple of two-run home runs off Rysel Iglesias. But Luis Castillo, outstanding again. Lucas Sims was again good. Yeah, I think any time that you can come to the party with 20 innings of two-run baseball against a team like the Braves that had so many offensive credentials coming into uh, this two-out-of-three series, uh, you look at it and you think uh, if the if the Reds can only give up one run uh, a game uh, through the seventh inning and go to their closer at the end, I would say that you would like your chances, but the Reds just were not able to put any runs on the board at all. And even though this this, Ray, this Braves staff has pitched well, you're talking about some awfully young kids that are on the mound and Max Fried and Ian Anderson just making his seventh major league start today. But the Reds just could never get – even if even when they got traffic on the base paths, they couldn't come up with the big hit. And – uh, that's kind of been the, the story of this season, except for the last two weeks of the year. If you're a Braves fan, certainly a lot to be excited about as far as the Reds go. The offense just struggled. It was kind of the theme we saw all season long, especially while the team was struggling, just could not find a way to get the big hit. And that was that was the theme of the Reds' offense in these two games. Yeah, I, I was I was really impressed by the way that the, the Reds' pitching shut down the Braves' offense. Uh, I thought that was going to be a difficult difficult task, uh, but the Reds pitchers were up to it and really gave this offense every possible opportunity, uh, even with some defensive miscues, still able to come up with big pitch after big pitch, but just could never get anything on the board. Well, partner, 2020 is in the books. A wild season it was, but I enjoyed it. Me too, buddy. Well, we'll look forward to 2021. Yet back to you. In 13 innings on Wednesday afternoon, the Reds and Braves combined for exactly one run. It was more of the same on Thursday through four innings. 
The Reds had the bases loaded in the second inning, and they couldn't score. They put a runner on in the fifth, and that was it against rookie Ian Anderson. The Braves had similar problems against Luis Castillo. They left a runner on base in the first and the third. In the fourth inning, Castillo struck out Ozuna and Deneau before giving up a hit to Ozzie Albies, but he quickly ended that threat against Adam Duvall. Castillo threw the signs, ready from the belt, delivers, and a swing and a miss. Struck him out, threw the breaking ball down and away, and Duvall went after it. Castillo strikes out three, has six through four innings. The Braves finally broke through in the bottom of the fifth. Nick Markakis singled with one out. Austin Riley then hit into a fielder's choice, so Riley was standing at first base with two outs and leadoff man Ronald Acuna Jr. standing at the plate. Castillo sights the sign. Here it comes, and this is lined to left center field. That is down over to cut it off is Akiyama, but that will go all the way to the wall. Riley around third. He will score, and the Braves strike first in the fifth. A two-out RBI double for Ronald Acuna Jr., and the Braves lead 1-0. Castillo came back for the sixth inning. He gave up a leadoff single, but then got Albies to fly out. At that point, his afternoon was finished. Lucas Sims replaced Castillo and got the final two outs of the inning. Castillo's final line, five and a third innings pitch, six hits, one run, one walk, and seven strikeouts. Sims came back out for the bottom of the seventh. He struck out Nick Markakis and Austin Riley and then finished that hat trick against Ronald Acuna. Coming with a 2-2 to Acuna Jr. A pause, the pitch. Swing and a miss, and he struck him out. Lucas Sims comes on here in the seventh and punches out the side of his former team. Well, maybe that'll give a little life in that Reds dugout as they head to the plate here in the eighth. In the bottom of the eighth, Rysel Iglesias came on the pitch. He walked Freddie Freeman to begin the inning, and then D.H. Marcel Azuna put the final nail in the Reds' coffin. Iglesias is ready, his pitch, and Ozuna sends one to left field. Hit a ton and deep, way back there, it is gone. Marcel Ozuna crushes one out of here to left field, a two-run shot, and the Braves lead it three to nothing. Later in the inning, former Red Adam Duvall played add-on. The pitch. And this ball is jolted to left field. That's hit a ton. It's deep in. It is gone into the Reds' bullpen. A two-run home run for Adam Duvall, the second Braves two-run home run of this eighth inning, and they have blown it open five to nothing. Mark Melanson came on to pitch the ninth inning for Atlanta. He struck out Nick Castellanos. Joey Votto grounded out. And then the last batter he faced was a Eugenio Suarez. That has been a wild year for the Reds. They looked like they were dead and buried. Here's the pitch to Suarez. He swings and drives one to left field. But Adam Duvall will reach up on the warning track and make the catch. And that's all. Reds fall 5 to nothing to the Braves as they sweep the Reds in two games in this National League wild card series. The Braves are moving on. And the Reds' 2020 season, as wild as it was, comes to a close. Here are the totals for Atlanta. Five runs, nine hits, no errors, eight left on base. For Cincinnati, no runs, two hits, one error. They stranded four. Anderson, the winner, 1-0. Castillo took the loss, 0-1 in the postseason. Couple of home runs, Ozuna number one and Duvall number one in the postseason. Game time on Thursday afternoon, three hours and three minutes. Time to hear what Reds manager David Bell had to say about the game and the season 
yesterday afternoon. David, uh, shut out in two straight games. Outside of the obvious, the, the good pitching that you face from Atlantic, can you pinpoint um, the lack of clutch hitting from your club two straight days? Well, no one feels, you know, no one feels like our, our guys in the clubhouse. It's a, it, it's not a good feeling. It's a bad feeling. Uh, um, you know, there's no real words uh, to make you feel better when, uh, you know, you, you compete all year, <laughs> you, you battle, you work year round, you, you put everything you have into it and, and you lose. There's no, there's no good way to feel about that. Um, but the one thing is that uh, you can only feel this bad when, when you're the guys on the field and have done everything you can and competed and done all that work um nothing else can make you you feel that bad on a baseball field so there, there's some there's some honor in that and uh you know we we were able to um have some success uh taste some real success and you know when we're when we get to take a step back and reflect on the season um there, there's no doubt that uh moving forward um, knowing that feeling and knowing knowing what it takes and um, you know the amount of effort and teamwork and care um, tasting that success is going to go a long long way moving forward so um, it's difficult to to have a perspective uh, right now but uh, you know I think once we we get a we get some time we'll look back and and uh, know that that's going to be very helpful moving forward uh, moving forward, you look at the offensive, you know, outside of the run you went at the end of the season, uh, overall the offensive numbers were down. Um, could it be a, a change of approach perhaps in, in order for this team as you see it? You know, the way what I'm thinking about right now is how uh, um, I've never been around a group of, of hitters and players that worked and did everything in their power to find a way to break through. And that's not an excuse, it's just a fact. And, and do we need to continue making adjustments and look at everything that goes without saying? You're always looking to do that. Um, that's the way this game works. Um, but for today, um, I mean, like I said, no one, no one feels worse than uh, the guys that uh, put everything they had on the line and, and it didn't work out. Uh, so we'll learn from it and uh, be, find a way to be better for it. So this very strange and very short 2020 baseball season has come to an end for the Cincinnati Reds. They finish the regular season at 31-29, and 29, but fall in the first round of the playoffs two games to none. We now turn the page and begin looking forward to 2021, and hopefully it will be a full 162-game season with at least some fans in the ballpark. The first spring training game from Goodyear, Arizona is scheduled for February 27th and opening day 2021 is set for April 1st against the St. Louis Cardinals. We will have all the play-by-play of every game, both spring training and the regular season right here on the Reds Radio Network. And again, the final score on Thursday from Truist Park in Atlanta, it was the Braves 5 and the Reds nothing. And with your Reds Radio Recap, I'm Dave Armbruster. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. 
Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.